you having fun just staring from across the room you've got to stretch your stuff and i'll show you just what to do now you gotta dance gotta make your advance you gotta show you've got guts i gotta move that'll make them swoop and it's called the two-step strut now dance with me Coming soon to a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast where two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Noll, and I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form? The brain. The brain. The center of the chain. The brain. The brain. The center of the chain. The brain. The brain. The center of the chain. What are any other words to that song? Um, I could not tell you. Um, <laughs> I have a question. It's yeah. summer, right? In the movie. It's yeah. summer. Why, why, uh-huh. why was that babysitter taking a final exam in anything? <laughs> is it the whole idea? That, summer school. Is it summer school? Did I they say she, that? I think she said it. She had to take summer school. Oh, uh, okay. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> That's how about started how, to knock the legs out from under your ranch right off the bat. I mean, I think that speaks to about how much I paid attention to the the mm-hmm. loose plot and stakes of this one. <laughs> Madison, I don't know if you were really paying attention. Lucas might have found out that Stacy had diabetes. Oh my god! Yeah, Jesus Christ. I was cracking up at that. I'm sorry. That was my favorite part of the movie. Was Stacy like? I don't know if I want him to. Like, he can't find out that I have diabetes. He might think I'm a freak. <laughs> we'll I, talk about what, Lucas in a minute. Yeah. Well, what I also like about that scene with her mom where she's arguing. Mm-hmm. Um, one, it's like in the same conversation where her mom's telling her to get f- to eat something. Um, it's like two seconds later. And she's like, did you eat something yet? Did you grab something to eat? Um, and she's the mom's also very. uh confused by like when Luca says cheers and she's just like what does cheers mean <laughs> like it's like come on what it, like come on lady like you don't know what cheers me I, I realized that like I mean it's I guess nice. he's he's foreign he's ambiguously foreign um <laughs> you know he's an ambiguously foreign guy which I think the guy's actually German uh but right. like they said he's from Sweden in the movie and I mean he basically a, a lot of the letterbox reviews I found liken him to Tommy Wiseau yes um yeah absolutely and, and voice and delivery of lines yeah <laughs> she brings him a little American flag to uh, like when she first comes to meet him thinking he's going to be a little kid and then she hands it to him and he says he says you brought me a gift well it's just a small little american flag thing cool very nationalistic who would ever say that foreign or not (laughs) for those who don't know what we're talking about this week we're doing the babysitters club movie from 1995 uh challenged to us by my sister megan last week after that thing you do gold guys uh so we're getting to that this week it is it is truly uh, it is like it's like buffy the vampire slayer in that I watched it as an adult 
I could see somebody who watched this at the age that they were supposed to watch this would very much love this product. It's deeply bad. It's very bad. But I won't take I'm not going to take away from anybody that they shouldn't like it. It's just yeah, mathematically not good. What I think it is, um, at least the what it was reading for me and just like how I was feeling about it as I was watching it um, mm-hmm. um, was that. I think it's just a little before us, like in like age range or whatever. Like so the nostalgia I mean, I was five when this came out. Yeah, but like these kids are like thirteen, right? So like um yeah. so I think the the nostalgia for it is a little lost on us, or at least it was a little lost on me. Cause I like people love this movie and people love the babysitters mm-hmm. club. It's like a successful franchise, right? And oh, sure. for good reason. I think it was like our older brothers and sisters thing right well let me let me also put it this way this these books were coming out about the time i started to fall in love with the boxcar children books if they had made a movie in 95 of that it probably would have been just as bad and i would have loved it fiercely so i'm not saying i don't see why people enjoy it i just it's it is rough this movie is rough yeah, I kind of felt a little high watching it because I think the <laughs> the uh, the plots are so loosely like tied together. Like it, it's a bunch of plots put mm-hmm. together, sort of badly woven together. Like and so That's... like it's sort of like when you're watching it, it changes the story it's telling at any given moment mm-hmm. um, from scene to scene. So like, it's hard to actually focus on the movie for too long or like to focus on like what's happening in the movie. Does that make sense? Yeah. It feels like there was the idea for a TV series and they were told, we'll give you an hour. We'll give you 90 minutes. Yeah. I assume, and so they kind of had to force everything together. Cause I assume, and you, you may have mentioned this in maybe an off, uh, off mic uh, conversation, but like, I I assume that they uh, took plots from the books that already existed and did a little lightly weaving of those stories into this kind one of. movie. I like mean, that that's what I assume. Spoilers for the back half of this episode. I looked up some prim like the basic premise of a few of the books in case we needed a jumping off point um, to our movie. There are a few where I'm like, okay, this was the seed for that thread, but there's not really a one-to-one lifting of anything. Now, people who've read the books may add us that there was, you know, well, actually from this book, which is fine. I didn't go through and read all the books because yeah. um, I'm not a masochist at this yeah. point in my life. I, I would think like big story things like the thing mm-hmm. with the one girl and her dad. And I'm going to say the one girl mm-hmm. a lot because I do not remember anybody's fucking names. That was um, Christy. Christy. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So like the thing with the one with Christy and her dad or the thing that the one girl is diabetic. Um, the so that's thi- Stacy. Okay. Somehow I remember the, the main ones. There's like four of them. I don't do not know their names get into my head, but they're like the main Stacy um, Dawn, who has, who's the one that is being constantly hit on by um, a young uh, Michael Jackson. Um the 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 weirdo kid just looks like really made me think of Michael Jackson. Okay, um, that's Dawn. Also, that actress Alyssa Olianik uh, would grow up, or would rather go on to play Alex Mack on Nickelodeon. Oh, okay, um, okay. And then Marianne, the one who looked like Mila Kunis. Yeah, um, those well, are like the only ones whose names I actually know because well, they had their names said the most. The the best friend with the glasses. Um, 
she, that's Rachel Lee Cook, probably the most right. Like that's probably that's the Marianne. that's probably the person who like emerged out of this, probably the most famous, like or like had like mm-hmm. a more fledgling career because like she's in she's oh, all yeah, that and uh, other things. But yeah, this movie is very. It, it when it was too long for me and it wasn't a very long mm-hmm. movie, right? Like, and the stories in it, like I said, it's just such low stakes. And I get it that they're kids, so the stakes couldn't be like that big or whatever, right? And it's also just like very predictable, but maybe it wouldn't be predictable me watching it as a kid, right? You know, it's just like, oh, yeah, of course, the dad's gonna not like show up for something at the very end of the movie and be a disappointment. Um, yeah, of like, course, yeah. of course, like they're gonna like fix up the greenhouse and it's gonna be okay. <laughs> um, it turns out surprising everyone coming to the Babysitter's Club movie at 30 was probably not the best call. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like and this is a movie meant for children, right? Like, like, like yeah, yeah. Or, or for teenage, like young, like preteens. Right. So like and based on like books, right, that have fan bases and like mm-hmm. um I'm kind of like interested in watching because there's a new babysitters club like show Mm -hmm. and movie. And I'm kind of wondering, like, I'm kind of vaguely interested in see like how it compares as far as like tone. Do they like heighten the stakes or is it very similar? Right. The the neighbor. uh, (laughs) Well, Mrs. Haberman, Mrs. Haberman uh, was probably my favorite part um, because like the the. The babysitters basically run a gang <laughs> like they, they are a gang who, who kind of like just kind of get to run around this little town and like be nuisances. And like it doesn't seem they, they don't play it like they're nuisances, but it's like, oh, yeah, like they're totally unsupervised. They just take over like a field somewhere. They 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 annex an abandoned uh, building. Um, <laughs> the the field is part of the property of one of the girls parents. Oh, uh, it's like the rich girl, right? Like. Yeah, it's like the the sweeping grounds of the rich girl's house. They get like their dad okay's them to use like that section of their home yeah. or of the of the the yard. Sure. I, I I'm not just or I'm not arguing that they're not a gang. That specific part was that they just showed up at a field. I was like, this is ours now. Yeah, yeah. It's well, they basically they did show that to up, a greenhouse, but they they show up to places and they just take it over. And they're just like, well, they'll, well, we're going to do our little like uh, unregulated business, um, our unregulated unregulated childcare business on this property, and nobody's going to stop us because we outnumber you. Sorry, I just need to write down the Babysitters Club gets audited for tax fraud uh, quickly onto my list of ideas. I did listen like and that is something I will give like the movie credit for of just like at the mm-hmm. end of the movie, the one girl who takes care of the the money or whatever, the treasurer mm-hmm. or whatever does like fully admit it's like, oh, yeah, we're operating at like barely a a profit here like at mm-hmm. in everything that we did, everything that we did <laughs> this summer because they like. They feed these kids and they also like have like craft supplies and stuff. Um, uh, they rented a truck bed to do the fucking song in <laughs> or something. <laughs> and they had hay like uh, they also renovated a a building like it's like, OK, yeah, mm-hmm. of course, of course, they're not operating at a huge income. But for them to do all of that stuff, they were making probably a ton of money off of these kids' parents. But. 
also are going to get fucking slammed by OSHA because there's no way those kids working in that, those like little kids working in that building were up to code or oh, safety no. standards. Like, I don't even think I did not see a single piece of PPE there at all. Yeah. Well, I don't think they can. I don't know if they're old enough to get like first aid certified. So that's another thing there. <laughs> I mean, they just had porta potties delivered. I don't think they dug the holes required for porta potties. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess with porta potties, you don't have to dig holes. Maybe I think of latrines. Yeah. But let's dig into that. Do you have to dig a hole for a porta potty? I've never installed one before. Um, hmm. I've been in one before, and I don't think so. Um, Tune in next time while we look further into how to set up a porta potty. I don't know if I have much more to say about this movie because it's just kind of like. Oh, well, there's huh? one thing we definitely have to talk about. Okay. And that's Lucas, the 17 year old boy. Who's dating a 13 year old girl. Oh, yeah. Who at the end of the movie says, I've decided to come back next summer, you know, when he's 18. And she goes, <laughs> I'll be 14. And he goes, I know. Yeah, that was a plot. There's a that bit. Was, like when, when I guess. Yeah. Let's talk about Luca a little bit, because when he walks into the door or walks down the staircase and like there was clearly mm-hmm. like an attraction kind of thing. I'm like, this guy looks like an adult. Like Mm -hmm. this guy looks like an adult. And I think the actual age difference between the actors, because I did look into it after like, like, um, isn't that much like, honestly, I I think he just looks really old. I just think he looks older. He probably Um, played a couple years older and she probably was playing a couple years younger. Like, I'm not super concerned that the movie had a 13 year old act uh, in a scene acting against an actual 17 year old where they were kissing. It's more the movie which is like, this is fine. Yeah. And I did a little bit of looking into this, uh, trying to make sure because I didn't hear the ages at first. I thought Luca was like 15. Yeah. And so she was 13, which is still like a little bit. They don't, uh, but they not don't as make bad. a they don't make a big deal about it when they first introduce him or anything. So when they Shh. do that plot in New York where they're getting into the club and it's like, oh, she's 13. I'm like, oh, this is weird. Like uh, this kind of this plot came out of nowhere. Kind of. They. um they, I guess, establish it in that scene where she's freaking out while they're, like, making sandwiches or something in her kitchen. So I think she says she he's 17 and I'm 13, which I missed that. I thought he was, like, 15, which is oh. like, when he comes back next year, whatever, it's like, okay, do the math. He's going to be 18 when she's, like, 15, which is still rough. Yeah. Um, but apparently in the books, that character does have a penchant for getting crushes on older men. Apparently the books are much better at being like, no, you're way too young for him. Like that's Uh, never going to work. Uh, The movie did not, but the babysitters club also watched Christy get into the car with a man who can drive. And they were like, does she have a boyfriend? We're not going to follow up on that at all. Yeah. Like a clearly like middle-aged man, much older man. Yeah. Yeah, Like like a clearly middle-aged man who lives in a, in a van (laughs) like um weird pancakes they look like rats that's was that it they were supposed to okay they looked like sperm i mean they're supposed to be rats (laughs) but they looked i (laughs) what i like about like that scene where they're eating those pancakes um Mm -hmm. rich rachel lee cook's character is like what's in this and it's like They're pancake. Do you think there's like actual rats in there? <laughs> it's it's a pancake. It's like, you know, like flour, like flour, um, butter, water or whatever. I forget. I forget what the ingredients, but um, tune in next time for unsolved mysteries. Yeah. 
what's in pancakes. But yeah, that was probably the most interesting story in the movie. And I guess it is the main one, right? Um, like is the relationship with her dad and, uh, and stuff. But, but the fact that they were doing that, like all summer, this guy is just like, like, like he, he's just like living in his van around the city, like, and they're meeting up like that. That was kind of like odd. Um, and like, I, it was deeply odd for sure. I want to go back to Luca for a second. Oh yeah. 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 Let's go back. Biggest laugh. No, but the biggest laugh out of me and both Jackson, when we saw that was when, they get to Christy after she was abandoned at the the whatever. Like she showed up at the theme park and her dad didn't. And it's pouring rain and she's walking down the road. And that car pulls up and then all the babysitters club pours out of the car and hugs her. And Luca runs up to that group hug with just as much energy and then stops and just stands there and does not join the group hug. Was the funniest fucking thing because he is a head taller than everybody. So you see him just standing there. Like it's not like he's kind of like in the background. Nobody will notice if I don't join the group hug. Very clear. He runs up with exactly the same amount of energy as everybody else and then promptly does not hug her. Mm. And it's fine. Like, why would he? That'd be weird. But it's just like he doesn't know most of these people. I'm just laughing at like him just like awkwardly sitting there outside a group hug, just kind of like hanging. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing about that whole scene, or like where she, like her dad doesn't show up, is when she goes into the carousel. She runs into the carousel. <laughs> In this carousel, there's just like these very creepy like porcelain dolls that are like like lightly tapping drums. And it's like this is like a very surreal like like this was a choice that they made where they decided to have this kind of like a uh, scary doll like horse like moment of like this is to we're going to show these pictures the, these images of these porcelain dolls hitting tiny drums as like a thing of like oh she's panicking right now so you didn't necessarily enjoy this movie i didn't necessarily enjoy this movie but the internet had some opinions which they mailed into us here uh so i've opened up our letterbox uh we have one from tess here who gave this i uh, did not give us a star rating just says surprisingly sinister End of review. Yeah, I I would agree. Based on what we said, like there is like some sinister stuff, like with the Lucas story, which the two the two main plots are the Lucas story and the dad story. And like and both are kind of like fucked up in different ways um, and bad. Like they kind of try to play off the dad as like an actual good guy or whatever at the end, um, which I guess he is like, but like. I don't know. Like, um, it's kind of like they kind of turn these guys into like sort of villains and then they are like, oh, they're actually okay. (laughs) So, well, um, logger lout gave this three stars Mm -hmm. and they touch on something that we haven't here because I knew we were going to get to it now, but, um, we're just going to ignore the fact that there's a child in this called Koki end of review. Oh yeah. That was the popular girl villain. Yeah. The popular girl villain. Um, I do like they did kind of hand wave her story of just like she's hated us since the third grade and nobody remembers why. And just like it's like, OK, yeah, it's like that's about amount of effort we're putting into establishing like this like character. It's just like, oh, we need a mean girl um, and the mean girl needs friends and uh, or flunkies or whatever. Um, yeah, the flunkies who absolutely dunk on her the whole movie as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um and then she gets like nailed in the face with like a dodgeball at the end and falls into a dumpster. And I was like, oh, she'd be fucking dead, probably, <laughs> depending on. Well, and that's what I love is that she 
kind of fucks with them the whole movie and then goes like it's hit in the head with a kickball that was hit, that that little kid who can't hit any baseballs hit with a shovel mm-hmm. and she gets whacked in the face that falls into a dumpster and the voiceover goes we never heard from her after that like she just <laughs> left them alone after that and i was like what is this yeah yeah um it it would uh, it would have really entertained me if like the movie took a really left turn and like when they go to like destroy or like vandalize the greenhouse that the um the babysitters uh like fixed up mm-hmm. that like uh, <laughs> that Koki just like lights a Molotov cocktail and just throws it into the place <laughs> like like she didn't really do anything to actually vandalize the place like in like a way that was it fixable they just like teepeed it put like shaving cream they did like bullshit crap um (laughs) also i like that like Um, they cleaned it up using a mm -hmm. a highly scientific method that the one girl who took the science test like figured out like that was a line they're like oh yeah this character established a highly scientific method to clean the to clean the, the the greenhouse well, and I, my, uh, my favorite thing was that they were like we used all the toilet paper to clean up all the shaving cream so go fuck yourself Koki. like it's this whole thing of like <laughs> even in trying to mess with us she helped us even then like it was just this really weird like snarky bit of like turns out toilet paper is really good at cleaning up shaving cream it's like so jokes on you Koki. <laughs> But that was the highly scientific method. That was the one that they were talking about. It's like, oh, yeah, toilet paper could clean up shaving cream. Highly scientific. So I um, I did not have... Uh, I watched this right before we started recording. Um, mm-hmm. And so I didn't have a time to do a more like this um, for this week. Um, also, the okay. movie... The, the one that I tried to quickly do, like, I, it was basically the same movie's that had the same plot like or sort of like coming of age sort of like movies mm-hmm. that um um we're actually it's like sisterhood of the traveling pants and now and then and that one's real yeah yeah those sisterhood two are of the traveling pants is definitely real yeah okay. for sure um but um something that like we talked about at the very beginning or we just mentioned is the rap um the rap that they do in the middle of the uh in the middle of the thing um so there is a buzzfeed quiz um oh my god how how well do you know the rap from the babysitter's club and i want to see um and i don't know the answer because i don't remember um and we can't do this entire quiz because it's entirely i watched this on monday i know but it is multiple choice and there are blanks so i want to see how well we can do with the first few okay okay all right. So first, uh, so these these are the lyrics and there are blanks and there's multiple choices. First line, if you want a blank, if you want a blank, is it if you want to love, if you want to hug, oh. if you want to run, if you want to jump, if you want to sing, if you want to dance or if you want to go, if you want to stay. I'm gonna uh, guess- It's if you want to be my lover. OK, OK. Um now they couldn't get that for this. That would have been the song. I think it's sing and dance, probably, right? <laughs> um, I think it's the hug one. For yeah. the record, also Spice World does not have a sequel. Okay. Um, um uh, I think it's the hug one. Hug one? Okay. All right, next one. You gotta get your left and right blank to pump. Arms, 
lungs, legs, ventricles. Hmm. Hmm. I'm pretty sure it's ventricles, right? Yeah, I think that's probably right. (laughs) Yeah. I'm no scientist, but I'm pretty sure. Down to the ground, which will cause you shame, (laughs) strife, pain, (laughs) or hurt. I always say strife, right? Because it rhymes with life. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I'll go with you. I'll go with strife. But that'll never happen if you just use your mind. Can we go back to guessing what you're drinking? No. We're all the blank and we'll always be the blank. We're all the BSC and we'll always be there. We're the babysitters and we'll always be rapping. We're the babysitters club and we'll always be repping. We're the BSC and we'll always be your friend. <laughs> that was your friends. That one probably. I just want to say this I'm in a deeper hell now than I was watching this movie. So I think because this is an old buzz quiz. But a buzz quiz. Buzz quiz. Uh, <laughs> ah, yes, a buzz quiz. Ah, buzz quiz. It didn't give us. I think it's because an old buzz, uh, Buzzfeed quiz. Um, it didn't give us a percentage because I think it's actually broken. But we did just by an eye shot. Did pretty middle, like fifty percent. I'd say it was if you want to run, if you want to jump at the beginning. Just so you know. Anyway, our time starts. 20 minutes ago <laughs> ideally it seems like that was visceral hell to you um i don't know why i hated that so much maybe because it just felt like that was not gonna be fun for anybody to listen to it wasn't fun to do i think it was uh, <laughs> hey hey just remember the brain the brain is the center of the right, chain our time starts now <laughs> do you have any ideas for this um in the middle of the movie, I had an idea that um, uh, Mrs. Hoberman was uh, wanted revenge on for what they did to her um, through the uh-huh. entire movie because she's a poor, poor woman in this um, babysitter. Uh, this babysitter street gang <laughs> has been harassing her for base for the entirety of her summer. Um, but they make up with her at the end, so I don't know if that necessarily plays. Um, as per what Megan said last time about her penchant for sequel titles, uh, I thought um, Boosters Club 2 Cokie's Revenge okay. uh, could be something we could go with. The legitimate idea I had that's not our dumb bullshit. Um, I wrote down the phrase royal babysitting because it feels like a lot of movies like that in the 90s. The sequel inexplicably had them somewhere in like Europe. Like France or something. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, or like they happen to meet royalty or something. So maybe the babysitter's club ends up babysitting for like a crown prince okay. or something. Um, and then there's like, you know, hijinks in a foreign country. Um, the two, the other idea I had that's a little bit dumber, that's just a title. It's the babysitter's club civil war. Okay. And the idea that I actually had that I thought had some stink on it, uh, they'd have to be adults for this. Are you familiar with what a tontine is? A tontine? Um, so a tontine is, I'm sure you've seen it in like, 
Archer had one, I think, in it, or like a war movie where a group of people all put in a certain amount of money or and usually in war movies, it's like we found a treasure and we've hidden it away. And the last one of us alive gets the treasure. Okay. Inevitably, it leads to one person killing the other people so they can claim the treasure early. Okay. Um, but somehow talking to Jackson, my brain jumped to the Babysitter's Club tauntine. Okay. I think tonally it's different, but it is kind of wild. Um, I don't think... The, the problem with this movie in general is is I don't think the... I don't, I don't think the characters have enough of different personalities to like give them like like it's like they're kind of all the same person to me almost um like besides like i'm the smart one you know i'm the artsy one i guess i'm writing a novel yeah um so we'd have to establish those characters more i guess um if we were gonna do that um i do kind of like the battle royale but like what if it wasn't like we're gonna kill each other it's for like a babysitter like like grand prize or something so it's like i i do like the idea of babysitters club civil war for sure because it's just like oh like what if they what it what if they um all um start competing with each other um for some reason um now i will say if we do babysitters club tontine some of the blander babysitters club members could already be dead that's i guess so yeah if we start in the middle of the movie um I do have that list of plot of setups as well, though, from the books. If we want to run through those to see if anything catches our fancy to leap off of as well. Uh, yeah, read some of those. Read some of those. Maybe we can like use some of your ideas. If use some of like the Tontine idea into sure. one of these or something. From December 1986, the truth about Stacy. Stacy has a problem, <laughs> and it's not. <laughs> Stacy has a problem, and she is an android. Stacy has a problem, and it's not her diabetes. It's her parents. She mm. solves her problems with her ex-best friend who is a snob while battling a rival club called the Babysitter's Agency, which consists of irresponsible babysitters who smoke cigarettes. Ooh. Ooh. I do like the idea of there being like a rival babysitter's club or something like and mm-hmm. it is like that is like the drama of it and like some of them break break off and join the other the other one um for whatever reason um let me run through a few more of these and then if there's one that definitely jumps out we'll yeah we'll go with that one yeah uh from january 1988 the ghost at dawn's house dawn thinks that her new house is haunted especially after she makes a startling discovery inside the house and it's not imaginary oh my god the ghosts of babysitters past or something like some, something like that would be f- funny. Um, yeah. Like um, doing some kind of haunting would be kind of fun with. Yeah. This. Like maybe they ta- I know we time travel a lot, uh, but we haven't done it in a while. Um, but like what if the babysitters go back in time to babysitters past or something or um, or uh, a babysitter's club, the edge of babysitting. And it's, uh, it's oh, like an okay. edge of, it's an edge of tomorrow kind of like idea. Uh, we have nine <laughs> minutes and that's the idea. <laughs> that's it. The edge of babysitting sold me. All right. So um, <laughs> is this actually um, like actual time travel? I'm thinking like, I do like the idea of um, we've done the Groundhog's Day thing in the past 
with Groundhog's Day, mm-hmm. but like I do like the idea of like, oh, it's um the Russian doll thing of like the same day repeating over and over again, and they have to like change something. Um, um, mm-hmm. so I do. You mentioned the Russian doll there, like Russian doll is like reality deteriorating with each new loop or something. Uh, maybe. Um, maybe, um, I don't have an idea for that. Um, but I was thinking more like, oh, they have to change something because of some stake in, in whatever that stake is. Maybe it's like, oh, like the babysitters club will break up or something if, uh, um, and that's what I'm trying to avoid by going back and like repeating the same thing or, um, uh, or like, I don't know, does somebody die? is someone or like everybody dies or is it is it like the apocalypse will happen if like i don't change this <laughs> um i'm trying to think because yeah like <laughs> mrs hoberman no. does mrs hoberman does have a canonical um backstory that she was in the war so what if she is like some sort of like secret agent with like some sort of like um time travel device or something like that <laughs> hmm I don't know if I think that I for me, if we're going to do something like a time loop, I like the idea that it's just this weird, not like I'll say naturally occurring phenomenon and not, by the way, Mrs. Haberman has a secret time travel device in her basement because she's a spy because she's um, <laughs> she's got spy vibes. Um, <laughs> she's got those spies. That's why she didn't like um, all the noise. It actually had nothing to do with her gardening. It had everything to do with this the time worm that's in her basement that was going to wake up. <laughs> time worm. <laughs> and if there was so, if, <laughs> if there was too much noise, if there was too much noise, the time worm would wake up, and uh, then okay. uh, and and break the laws of reality. We don't have to do this. In, I'm just fucking. Oh no, right no, now. no, no, no. In an absolutely truly. Uh, unprecedented turn of fate. You have again sold me, uh, Mrs. Mostly because I just read down the sentence, Mrs. Haberman's time worm, and like, yeah, of course we're doing that. So, uh, yeah. talk to me about the time worm. So the time worm is a um, is so Mrs. Haberman is it was a spy in the war, um, but she uh-huh. was like in like the research division or like was is a scientist who, um was really into like genial research and stuff like um and like cross pollination oh, and like genial. stuff like 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 genial like like i'm thinking of like um cross pollination and like hybrids of like like oh, okay. plants and animals or something like that mm-hmm. um so that's why she's really into gardening is because that's where she got really into gardening um and that's why she mm-hmm. was so pissed that the kids ripped those like uh plants out and the first one is because it's really hard to make those kinds of plants grow. Um, so um, she uh, in, in her research, uh, she um, got in on some government secret. And it is this time worm um, who that um, that had the ability to move forward or backward in time. Um, OK. And uh it was eventually like just an abandoned project and they were going to kill it, but she secretly kept it um, 
but it kept gr- like as time went on, the time worm didn't die. Uh, she, I guess she she took it thinking that it would die someday and it wouldn't be a big deal. Um, but it actually just kept growing. Um, and it, it, at this point, it's been it's lived like a hundred worm lifetimes and it is huge. Um, and she has to feed it. Um, she has to feed it things from her garden to keep it like satiated um and asleep or something maybe she like keeps it asleep or the fabric of reality will uh uh will tear apart (laughs) so basically she has your monger the serpent who encircles the world (laughs) yeah in her basement yeah yeah um so based off nothing and me just saying whatever came to my first no, no, for no. first thought that is that is my idea for the time worm is that it is a secret government worm that was being developed to time travel um uh to have the natural ability to time travel that she has kept and has grown in her basement that she um, has to keep asleep by feeding it from her garden correct by feeding her like um like um uh, and anesthetics that she grows in her garden. Gotcha. So she's keeping it asleep with herbal like anesthetic. Okay. Yeah, and that's why she's mad about the noise, um, in the and sure. the okay. in, in the first movie. What what if now she's keeping it in the greenhouse? Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And my thought is the what'll be great is she hires the babysitters club to babysit the time worm. Okay. While she goes to do something, like she has to go get some new plant or something from, like, she's, you know, oh, I have to fly across the country to get this or whatever. Like, for some reason, she has to leave. And the babysitter's club, (laughs) she's like, look, there's six of you. I think you can handle this. Just like every day, put this amount of this plant through the, like, through this hatch in the door. Yeah. And never go inside. Yeah. So what happens is, is, at the very beginning of the movie, they do their fucking camp again. And for some reason, um, they ruin the plant that was growing in her garden that was keeping hmm. the worm asleep. Right. Or like um, and so so she has to go on a trip to go get the seeds so she can continue growing it. Um, and or maybe- we could do some kind of I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Well, and my thought is, is like, oh, I have enough saved up to last me for the trip while I'm gone. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think like maybe the babysitters stumble on it, um, stumble in on it. Like maybe they go to apologize to her in the greenhouse for ruining her plant. Mm -hmm. And that's when they see the time worm. So that's when now now that they're in Um, like. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and stop our time. We have about a minute and a half left. Yeah. Um, yeah. We use, my thought is if we want a lot's happened in that if, in that in that yeah. in that 10 minutes, Um, because my thought would be at some point, somebody's time traveling in this movie, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. That was just the setup. So my thought would be we don't have to do the camp again so much as or we can. But my thought would be they don't actually mess up that plant like it gets messed up somehow. And then it turns out it's like. Christy, who's already time travel, like when she, whatever, when Christy time travels back, whatever, she ends up messing up the plant mm. in the past. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. it's sort of the, if you think about like Prisoner of Azkaban, how like things happened because they time traveled. So when they encountered them, it was kind of like this weird, like, oh, that's odd. Why did that happen? Or like famously, the one that springs to mind is they're getting ready to um, use the time turner 
and they hear or they're like they leave dinner or something and they hear a door slam down the hall mm-hmm. and then when harry and Ro- or harry and hermione travel back in time that's them hiding in a closet so that they won't see themselves like that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, that plan is messed up it turns out it happens because of the time traveling but the time traveling happens because that plant got messed up okay like it's i like loops it within loops i think we love time travel stuff we do time oh, travel. i love time we, travel we, we get we get, so we get very we excited about time travel stuff um and also the laws and like the way it works um because mm-hmm. um, I, I feel like we've had like at least three different time travel like, <laughs> like things. Yeah, Larry's Inferno. It's a Stellarinarius life, and then I think this. We haven't done a lot of time travel. We've talked about it. We've toyed with it, but yeah, I think in practice we haven't done that many time travel. Okay, movies. I think we just talked about it a lot. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I like I like that. Um, so Mrs. Hoberman needs to leave to go get another plant or something like that or is that do we think Mm -hmm. that's why she needs to leave and leave the babysitter's club like in charge that's what i'm saying yeah she needs to go um my other thought would be um mallory the novelist the one who's writing the novel about Mm -hmm. the first nurse in america or whatever um she could like use she'd be like i like research i could use this for research and goes back in time ends up in the war with young mrs haverman Okay, that's funny. Um, I I do like the idea that because they they have the personalities of whatever line they said at the beginning of the movie, it's like, I'm the smart Mm -hmm. one. I'm the artsy one and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They each have like a separate adventure or like something related to that, like personality aspect. Right. Um, Gotcha. Like, but I think um, we have to tie it into babysitting somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Like if it's going to one, it's the babysitters club Two, if we are going to call it the edge of babysitting, although now I'm pitching for the babysitters club Two, Mrs. Haberman's time worm. We'll see. But for the record, I'm sorry, Megan. Um, well, Megan, Megan turned that thing you do into a golden girls backdoor. Right. So I uh, like kind of a goal. So it kind of fits anyway. on like at least the evolution. Um, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so I think like maybe that's why they they decide to try to test to use the time worm. It's like, oh, I'm going to go back and like see this baseball game or whatever for the the main girl or whatever. Um, Or I'm going to go back and like see this. Um, But it always like um, maybe that's why they all want to use the time worm and they all try to use it at the same time. And then that's what causes the loop, I'm thinking, maybe or. So are we still going with the loop? My thought was and they all just time travel mm. to different eras or something. But if we yeah. want to stick with a loop, we can do that. All of them trying to use it at once causes a loop instead. Um, Maybe they get lost. The they get lost in time then. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not the natural plot with that point would be if they get lost in time is all of them end up somewhere along the history of the time worm. So they, if they find it again, they can, I guess, touch it and come back to the present day. Sure, sure. Um, um, if you want to do the time loop, I'm still fine with that. We would just need to decide what the like, what are they trying to stop with a time loop? Yeah, I'm thinking like maybe the time loop has a little bit more because like, well, well, I guess like I, I'm just thinking about like where the story would go with them going back in time. And I think it would just be like, right, a, yeah. like you then, know, like I don't know what that would be. Um, it'd be like six vignettes at that point. Or yeah. six storylines of them learning a personal lesson that we'd have to figure out pretty quick. Um, yeah, I think if I'm, we did a time loop, they're all together still. Then yeah, I think them being all together, I think is 
um, cool, or maybe it's just one of them in the time loop. Um, uh, I think I like the time loop more. So sure. Yeah. Do you like the time loop more? Or do you like the other one? No, I like, I like the time loop more. I think at this point, like as a movie that I would want to watch, I like them all time traveling separately. It's a movie that we'd have to pitch. It's going to take way longer to do six individual time travel stories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, so, do we want to go big with what they're trying to stop? Like the apocalypse, uh, the worm gets out and starts devouring reality. Or do we want to go with like, I'm going to say this as simply as I can, a kid dies or yeah. um, one of them dies or mm-hmm. I mean, Edge of Tomorrow Liz, was retitled Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah. So like it could be a similar, They, I mean, it's a t- classic time travel trope too of you die and that's when the loop resets. Mm-hmm. Well, and maybe the thing about it, maybe it's not like I think about like Quantum Leap is they continue to do things like to try to get go to make the leap home or whatever. It's like, what can we change to change the future or whatever? Or like to change like the uh, the terminal events so we're not like constantly jumping between or we're not constantly repeating. Right. That's kind of the Russian doll thing. Right. Like is that. Um, she's trying to, or both of those characters are trying to change something. So they stop, like, so it stops. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I think maybe like they're just trying to escape the loop, um, and trying to find out what they need to change. Um, so an answer to this then could be, um, we, they're a little bit older and maybe the babysitter's club has disbanded. Sure. And so Mrs. Haberman calls them all back together to look after the worm and mm-hmm. the thing they have to change in the loop is the Babysitter's Club has to reform. The Babysitter's Club has disbanded. Um, they're <laughs> a little older. Their time has moved on, moved them away from each other or whatever. But Mrs. Hoberman still thinks that they're together. Um, mm-hmm. So when and she doesn't know who to trust because this is a government secret. I, I think she stole this time worm and like, oh, yeah, nobody 100%. knows. Like, And so like. The only people she can really trust are the people in the babysitter's club because that's like the only friends that she has, sure. I guess. <laughs> yeah. So um, she just starts frantically calling each of them and none of them pick up. But once they see they have a missed call from Mr. Hoberman, they go find her right away or whatever. Yeah. And that's how they're all together um, and learn about the time worm. Um, and they have to go back in time uh or i think maybe um the main girl with the dad um story christy yeah i think maybe christy sees the opportunity or like the chance like um they just said to all Mm -hmm. like take care of the time worm together just for the time of them like um until mrs hoberman gets back but christy's like i could go back in time and bring the babysitter's club back you know, sort of like she sees the opportunity mm. and um, but it doesn't work out. And so that's how they get into the time loop. Um, um, but uh, or maybe she goes back in time and tries to change things uh, in like how things went down between all of them um, and to make sure the babysitter club reforms again. Right. Um I, I think that's too big. Like, if we're going to do the, the thing is the Babysitter's Club, the, the plot is that the time loop teaches them they need to get back together. We need to keep that very grounded and more like the time keeps looping 
they're trying to do all this stuff like, oh, my parents are divorced. Okay, let's try to get your parents back together. That didn't work. Oh, my God, my dad was late to work today and he got fired. Okay, let's make sure your dad gets to work on time. That didn't do it. And all through all the hijinks, they start to bond and become friends again. That's a better story. And then they reform the Babysitter's Club. And that's when the time loop ends is once they reform the club. Yeah. like That's what I'm thinking for this we go with the big fucking goofy time worm yeah, story as sure. the plot but i think at that point we don't need the world to end if they don't get back together if the the loop ends when they're back together it's a much more smaller story with that aspect than it is um, yeah yeah i may agree with it i yeah i i think that's a much better story and maybe fits the tone a little bit more at least the tone <laughs> of what we've made this um in relation to the <laughs> yeah. the old movie um yeah, that that works fine. Um, so let's like just come up with like three plots that they <laughs> do. Um, and then I think that let's try to it. pair them off per plot. And that way, then we can make it a little bit easier. So it's like, oh, Christy and Stacy, the diabetic one, don't get along anymore because of this. Marianne, uh, Rachel Lee Cook and the one who writes a novel, they don't get along now because of this. Like we can I'm, do double duty to cut with those stories. I'm going to have can... to look up their fucking names. Um, yeah, that's funny. And their aspects or whatever. Let's get the stats of the Babysitter's Club pulled up real quick. Are you Googling Babysitter Club stats? I am now. Nobody's statted out the Babysitter's Club, I'm sure. I don't know. For 5e, we might have some, you know, for somebody who wants to play a Babysitter's Club I th- teacher. I think, Wizards of, I think Wizards of the Coast is running out of ideas. So, um, yeah, I that's think. that's true. <laughs> I can't wait for the next the next Wizards of the Coast official fifth edition expansion. It's not Ravenloft. It's not Faerun. It's the Babysitter's Club. Mm-hmm. All right. So we have Christy, Claudia. Uh, Claudia was the one who had to go to science class. Okay. Stacy, Marianne was. Uh, Marianne was the friend who I said looked like Mila Kunis. Or I thought she did. Okay. Maybe not. Hold on. The Babysitter's Club, like, artwork is, like, kind of scary, like, for the books. Okay, so we have Christy, who's the leader, Stacy, who is the one with diabetes, Rachel <laughs> Lake Cook was Marianne, uh, Larissa Olyanek was Dawn, uh, and then we have Claudia, who is the science student, Mallory, who was the novelist, Jesse, who was uh, the dancer, I believe. Okay. Okay. I think that's it. The next few people that are listed seem to be um, the other children that they babysat. Got it. So there's Sporty, New York, Science. Um, uh. Uh, yeah, Science, Writer, Eco-Friendly, Save the Earth, Lady. Right. Um, and then there are two more. So Sporty... Sporty and science, um, sporty and science okay. go back in time because they, they clearly have the most conflict as far as like leader like thing in the movie yeah. that they established. Mm-hmm. So maybe their thing is they go back and um, uh, well, what do we think? Like, what are three things um, that they need to go change? Like, so um, maybe maybe science moves away or something like that. And um because she was kind of the second in command, like the rest of the place, the rest of the club like fell apart. So maybe they go back and try to like 
prevent her parents from moving away. So, I'm, hold on. Are we doing a time travel or is it a loop? I thought we were doing the time travel. but I thought we had decided to do the loop. What? What's the loop then? I thought we... Then they have to... They're trying to fix whatever to get the time loop to stop and it turns out the thing that that needs that that needs to be fixed for the time loop to stop is the babysitter's club needs okay. to get back together. Well, it okay. That's what I thought we were doing and so, not the uh, individual time travel stories. Okay, so what's the loop then? What's the loop of time? I mean, uh they splinter off to go take care of each of them needs like one thing at least in their life that's like, oh, this could be what's done it. Like this is a thing that we could try to fix. So like the science science sitter is um okay so a bunch of big things happen in a single day and they go back to that day or that 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 loop is that day or something like that right or like that's what i'm saying is like they live that day and it's like all of them have a bunch of personal bullshit going on and they show up to answer mrs haberman's call they touch the time worm they wake up it's then that morning or whatever again or something okay. like that okay i like the idea of having mrs haberman on scene eventually like to answer questions so i think that the day that they touch the worm is the day that loops okay got it okay um so it doesn't have to be stuff that's happening that specific day so it could be something like my parents are talking about getting a divorce okay well we have today like we can we can take as many loops as we need but we're gonna have to fix it today. Yeah. And, okay. Okay, that didn't work. Now we try to fix Christie's thing, or sorry, Sporty's thing, etc. Yeah, sure. It's the same same thing. I think I think big things happen like in that day, mm-hmm. and they try to go back and fix each one of those, right? Um, and I think some of them are very selfish or something. So I think oh sure, parents are getting divorced. Um, maybe that's what we need to change. So they go back and they try okay. to prevent. Um, let's say rich girl, uh, or I think New York, um, Stacy, mm-hmm. I think, um, mm-hmm. I think uh, you're right. yeah, I think she, uh, I have their pictures up and I'm like, okay, so, <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, Stacy's, uh, parents are going to get divorced, um, or they're starting to talk about it. Um, and, um, there are papers that are going to get, um, filed or something um mm-hmm. they go back they go back in the in the loop they steal the papers mm-hmm. or they try to infiltrate the office or something like while some of them distract sure. um they steal the papers right um mm-hmm. and it turns out that that's not going to um work like or that that doesn't work so that's one of the stories or like it it does stop the i think the idea is they do stop the whatever they're trying to stop like mm-hmm. so they, they don't get the papers filed they do something and it's like the parents are like yeah we'll give it another try they wake up it's the same day again yeah so it's like okay fuck that didn't do it they still fix it but it's like okay what else is what's the new, what else now like what do we need to do yeah um, um i think one of the kids is moving away right so mm-hmm. maybe it's christie's um sporty uh, maybe it's mm-hmm. Christie's parents have decided to move away and she's the leader of the club. The whole thing will like fall without her. They're like, oh, that's what's got to change. Right. That That's what we need to change. Mm-hmm. That's too big. Like we can't. So they convince her. They convince her. Maybe she like just makes a big deal about it or something and like 
convinces them not to move or like gets that idea out of their head or mm-hmm. maybe the house is closed. Inception. Yeah. Maybe the maybe the house is closing. Like there's trying mm-hmm. to sell the house and like Christy didn't really know about it. Right. Um, and then that they've already sold the house and they're moving. And so uh, they ruin the deal that goes down with them selling the house earlier that day. Um, so uh, then the loop starts over again and it's like, oh, well, that wasn't it. Um, what's another thing? Um, so, I mean, we could do something a little not darker, but like somebody gets hit by a car mm. Um then they have to, you know, stop that. I don't know. Like, I'm, but like, we do a thing where it, it's like it loops like that, where somebody gets hit by a car. So they like make divert them down a different street, but then they get hit by a car. Okay. Well, we got it. Like, it seems like it's almost like it's destiny, but the loop sure. can just be them like having to plot the perfect path for this person to go I where think, they need to go without them getting hit by yeah, a car. Yeah. I like, I like kind of like sort of like, because it's a coming of age sort of like story. I like things that are like a little bit more on their level of things. Like mm-hmm. what if um, the Claudia, I think her name is the mm-hmm. one that was science. Science. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what if she um, places into another school and they will no okay. longer be in school together anymore. Um, and um it's like a really big opportunity for her or whatever. Um, but she's kind of nervous about going. So they try to make that not happen anymore. Um, and what I'm kind of like leading up to as like, we kind of, what if like, Oh, the babysitters club isn't breaking up or didn't break up, but it will, if all these stuff, all this stuff happens. Right. And, the thing that they come to at the end is like, oh no, we got to let all that stuff happen. Um, and mm, okay. the babysitter's club doesn't break up, but it's like, oh, we are strong still. We we can still make it work even if we're apart, like all, if all this stuff happens, right? Like, gotcha. So the, the loop ends when they learn the lesson that it's fine, that they're going to disband basically. Yeah. Yeah. Or like their lives are taking okay. them all in different directions. Like, um, okay. and there's um, things outside of our control or whatever, like that we can't change. In that case, then for Mallory, um, writer, sitter, uh, her book sells. Like, her books here, her book sells. She, she, she's a best-selling author, at, um, at, at, at 14. Um, I mean, Christopher Paolini was like 15 when she sure. sold Aragon. Yeah. I'm not, and I'm saying we can age him up a couple years anyway. Like we don't have to have them still be 13. Like. Her book sells and she is going on a book tour like she's going on a book tour for the rest of the summer um, and uh, it's going to keep her away from the babysitters club. I think that's a good one. Like her book sells and she's going to go on a book tour. and It's going to take her away from mm-hmm. the club for all summer. Right. Um, yeah. And this is kind of copying what we suddenly already done. But one of the books actually talks about jesse uh the dancer gets into like a dance program in new york or something like okay that's like this is an amazing opportunity for her but babysitter's club yeah right i think she's wearing an abt shirt um throughout the entire movie uh it's like american ballet theater so um okay uh she 
maybe she's going to their sum, summer intensive or something like that. She got into their summer mm-hmm. intensive program and like, yeah. I think Christy, who is the leader of the mm-hmm. club or whatever, maybe she has all these ideas because she doesn't want the, them to like go. Because like all these things are kind of like good things, right? For all of them. Right. Like except for like mm-hmm. the divorce and maybe moving away or whatever. Um, but because she's the leader and like, also, it's just like, oh, yeah, like these changes are scary or whatever. And like, we don't want our friendships to like end or like move on or whatever. Everyone is easily convinced of it. It's like, oh, it must be this big life thing that happens. Right. That we in don't. that case. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, no, I think that was basically it. And I'm not trying to make her like a villain, but it's just kind of like kind of like kid logic to like their situation. Um, again, again, there is still a time worm. That lives yeah, under yeah. Mrs. Oh, yeah, Homerman's yeah. house. And they frequently are like, they every day they basically come out to her like, we know about the time worm. We're in a time loop. We need to help us with something. Yeah. Whatever. Because um, she's like about to bustle out the door to get more of that anesthetic. And they're like, don't even bother. It's going to, re- we're going to loop. Um, the, in the case that you're talking about then, which I like the idea that they have to learn that like, this is life. Like you just like, mm-hmm. uh, Christy's not going anywhere. She's the one who's not like, I'm not saying she doesn't have stuff going on in her life. Like maybe like, yeah, oh, she's actually like going to make the baseball team. Like she has opportunities, whatever. She's not leaving. She's not, her parents aren't divorcing. She, there's yeah. no threat that she's going to leave this town. All of her other friends are. And so she's kind of the one leading the charge of like, okay, these are the things. Then that's probably what's wrong. Like, yeah. Think about it. Like all of our lives are breaking. Like, like oh, this is going to break us apart. This has to be the thing we have to fix. And again, not that she's a villain. I think she's letting an emotion get the better of her judgment. I also love the idea. You mentioned that she has like plans. And my mind immediately jumped to the Batman story where he has a contingency plan of how to take out every member of the justice league. If they ever went bad, uh, I love the sure. idea that they're like, okay, but how do we even start? And she just pulls a notebook out from under her mm-hmm. pillow of like, okay, so here's how we can get you kicked out of dance school. Here's how we, like, she just like already has plans of how this could be accomplished if it needed to be <laughs> yeah 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 um i think like uh i i think that's a point that comes up in the movie that like uh chrissy's like oh hey chrissy what's something that we can change about your life it must be something with you and she's like um maybe she makes something up like it's like oh yeah this that's is happen. this is happening okay we need to convince my brother that um uh, or something like I don't know. Do you have an idea for like what it could be? Like sort a, of. a fake thing? Not necessarily. Okay. Uh, not necessarily. We can come back to that, but I think that is perfect for the last, like the final act. They're like, okay, well, we've tried everything. Uh, Christy, what's wrong with your? Like, what can we fix in your? Well, like, what is the thing that's going to break you apart? And she makes something up. It can be, mm-hmm. oh, uh, Walton Watson is cheating on my mom or whatever. Like, I don't. Oh, there's some. Okay. I don't know. It doesn't have. But the point being, then. She goes back to, or some point, maybe halfway through the movie, she approaches uh, Mrs. Haberman, or Mrs. Haberman approaches them and is like, "What's going on?" Or, "What do you mean the time worm is like three times its normal size?" That means something's going on. The only people who I would have called to look after him would be you. So what's going on? And she's like, "Okay, we have like oh six more loops. Like, there's a point where we put a ticking clock on it. So at some Got point, it. Christy has to break and just go." 
we can't fix it. Like, there's nothing left that we can do to fix this. I guess, like, the only thing we have, like, at this point, all we can do is just accept, and that's where, like, accept that it's happening. And then that's yeah. where, like, she realized, like, that's where her brain turns and she comes clean that this thing with her life has not, like, she made it up and that mm-hmm. she's freaking out about the changes. Like, I think that that is a good place where they come to her, like, what's going on is where we escalate to the point of, like, she's desperate. We The ticking clock is almost up and she finally, yes. like, just Absolutely. in, like, a tantrum almost breaks and re- makes the realization that yeah. then that's how they end the time loop yeah yeah i think that's good uh and then and we they, don't have uh, to go with watson cheating on the mom as a thing she says <laughs> that was just an example i put in like as a placeholder I, but i kind of like that idea it's like i think my stepdad is cheating on my mom and they're like oh what really we need to like stop that or whatever and then like mm-hmm. some of some of the babysitters like go and like follow him in his day-to-day <laughs> yeah, life or whatever like, very he's, comedic, just, like, he's, like, he's he's just like at the store or whatever like sniffing like he like sniffs like an orange or something like hmm yeah like it's like like very mundane stuff like uh, or he's like just getting a thing of coffee it's like oh is he flirting with that barista maybe I don't know it kind of seems like there's something there I love the um, oranges thing because it's there's like the way they're spying on him is the classic kid. They're sitting across the street Mm -hmm. with a newspaper with eye holes cut out in the newspaper and then it's like um He's supposed to oranges. They just write. He's sitting right down on a notepad. She likes oranges? Question mark. Like they're trying to figure out who it is. Maybe likes oranges. Uh, Jesus Christ. But um, I think Mrs. Haberman can help Christy with that realization as well, where she finally has her breakdown of like, we fixed everything. Like, there's nothing else we can do. Like at this point, the like, I don't know what else to do. Just accept, accept. Oh my god. And then like Mrs. Haberman like gives her like, you know, things people grow, they change, some people move away, some people come back, like, etc. She gives her the sort of like adult talk of like this is just part of life. I think this is it's kind of funny because it's like I think as the time worm is getting more unstable, so is Chrissy. Christy. Right. So it's like there's like sort of this like uh <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I think that's a good point. As like the the time where because like physically or quantumly unstable, Chrissy is becoming more emotionally and like like logically unstable. Like she's starting to really stress it, and is making like bargains and stuff. Like and it's like the lies like going deeper or whatever. And it's just like, um, I do like the story. It's been done in the past, like of the story of like the one kid who stays back while other summer things happen mm-hmm. or something. That's like a recess, the movie kind of thing. Um, like, um, good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um, so I like that. I think that's it. Like, I think mm-hmm. like her coming to the realization mm-hmm. and like, that's what ends the time loop and they all go, um, they all kind of like all the kids, um, including the ones we didn't talk about, go to their thing. And we got them all. I'm pretty sure. No, like Don. The I ego. mean, we kind of. Oh, um, right. Um, sh- her family's rich, not Stacy. Um, Marianne, the Don best gets like right. Don gets some kind of like internship with Greenpeace or some kind. Of, not like she's not going to like go into the Amazon or whatever, but sure. there's some kind of like summer program of theirs that she gets into. Sure. That's like a big opportunity for she's her. She's doing like some easy. sort of like mission trip or something. Um Mary Ann, I think, like, that's the best friend. Uh, that's the Rachel Lee mm-hmm. Cook character, um, mm-hmm. I think. 
and maybe like she was the last one. It's like, oh, you're going to stay. Right. And then like she's like, actually, me and my family are going to are, are, are going to Europe for most of the summer. So mm-hmm. it's just like because I think Christy was like, yeah, it's just going to be you and me doing the babysitter club thing. At least I have you. And then it's like she doesn't. Right. Um, yeah. And I think like. There needs to be some kind of distinct chance she's not coming back from Europe because the idea is like for a lot of these people, the thing, the opportunity that they're presented with is like, I may not be coming back at yeah. the end of the summer. Like this may be goodbye. Um, or, or this may lead to, lead to other things, right? You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, that exactly. like that distract but, me from the from the club or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I think that's it. I think we did it. I think, I think we I did mean, it. Unless we yeah. want to put some kind of button on it of like Christy comes home and now she has some cool opportunity in town or whatever. I don't know. But either way, like, um, yeah, she comes home and Nick Fury's in the kitchen. What do you know about the Avengers initiative? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Tracy Wiz episodes, baby. Here we go. No, Tracy, Tracy Wiz is in the in, in the kitchen. It's like I hear there's a time worm. <laughs> she comes back home and there's just these like four siblings like hello we're the railway kids boom yeah. smash boom. cut smash cut. Uh, <laughs> god damn it um, alright well did we do it um, tr- no Tracy what, no I do like the idea that there is some <laughs> we have to end this episode eventually I, I know but I do like the fact that this um, we, we talked about this before that this movie is definitely in our lit verse along with technically um, speaking. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes. Yeah. But like, I do like the idea that like Tracy Wiz does come in and it's like, um, I hear your summer's free. What do you know about a doll, a puppet named Slappy and then smash? <laughs> <laughs> and that is how the movie ends. And that's how she spends her summer is um, uh, fighting hunting, Goosebumps villains, fighting, go- fighting the Goosebumps villain. That's how we backdoor into the Goosebumps movies. OK, perfect. There we go. There we go. All right. Well, if we did it, that's credit on another episode of The Equalizers. Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find us. The people can find us if on they want pot. To. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about after this one. <laughs> okay. May burn some bur- bridges. Um, people can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher. Um iTunes. I don't know if I said iTunes. Uh, everywhere podcasts are found by searching the Equalizers podcast, including um, uh-huh. on page 76 of your favorite um, uh, your favorite multi-series children's novel. You can also get in contact with us on Facebook and Twitter at the Equalizers. Our Gmail is equalizers at gmail.com. And we have an Instagram. It is the underscore Equalizers. equalizers. Ooh, we're mixing it up. Uh, as always, we spell that E Q U E L I Z E R S, like in sequel. As always, we would appreciate a rate and review. Do you just want to do this? No. As always, we appreciate a rate and review. Just get on there and give us however many stars. I mean, it's so easy, gang. Uh, pretty hey. much, we post the link to our Podbean. If you go to iTunes, it's right there. Just give us like a little just, cheeky. Just do it. Even a little cheeky review would be great. Yeah, on any right there on whatever you're whatever you're on. Just go to that review, hit whatever stars. You don't even have to write anything. Just give us something, yeah. and you know, tell a friend about us if you thought this was. That would um, be also pretty great. 
If you think that you have a friend in your life who needs this in their life, just pass it along. Uh, special thanks to the Banana Boys for our theme song, Two Step Strutting off their debut album, Technicolor Girl from Outer Space. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram by searching Banana Boys. And as always, that's spelled B-O-Y-E-S, like in, oh yes, the full album is available on all streaming services now. Madison, before we get to what we're doing next, mm-hmm. we jumped through, we forgot to jump through the last business hoop here. And what are we calling this movie? We talked about Edge of Babysitting. Um, Mrs. Haberman's Time Worm is a strong contender for me, though. Babysitter's Club 2, colon. Uh, the Time Worm? Like, just... The, I mean, like, yeah, Mrs. Haberman's Time Worm strikes me as a better... As a more fun, colon. But uh, I'm also fine with the Edge of Babysitting, since that's the first thing you said that kind of led us down this path. Is there a way to do... Uh, I know, like... We haven't had a super long, long title in like a while, but like I do like um, mm -hmm. uh, Super Mario Brothers, the movie. Um, I was going to say Holes 2 colon or the Lost Empire in parentheses. Dulé Hill was Poseidon the whole time. We could do something like that. So what if it is Babysitter's Club 2 colon Edge of Babysitting parentheses Mrs. Mrs. Hoberman's Time Worm. Okay, I'm only gonna say this for you for when you're editing this. It is Haberman. Yeah, Haberman. Yeah, yeah. I just to make sure when you put the episode title on, it's not Mrs. Hoberman. It's Mrs. Haberman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine. Weirdly, I'm totally fine with the Babysitters Club two colon the edge of babysitting parentheses Mrs. Haberman's time worm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's actually. What about what about the Babysitters Club two colon the edge of babysitting or Mrs. Haberman's time worm. Okay. Okay. We give we give the audience the option there. It's it, you know like titles would be like uh, there and back again and what happened after or that's the Lord of the Rings uh, something something or this title like Frankenstein or a modern Prometheus. I don't think that's right. I think I'm doing very badly at this analogy. Sure, 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 um, sure. However, you know what you're you're titling it. You you decide, Madison. Whatever whatever okay. you decide in the moment when it's time to title it. If you put the or or it's in parentheses, I leave that fully in your hands. Okay. So. There we have the Babysitter's Club 2, colon, The Edge of Babysitting, Mrs. Haberman's Time Worm. Yes. All right. Now, that is done. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was just going to go, what, what are we doing next time? Next time, Madison Jones and I are on staff at Willie's Wonderland. Willie's Wonderland. Um, for you, uh, those of you not familiar, if you're not, um, it is a movie that it basically took the premise of um, Five Nights at Five, Five Nights at Freddy's and mm-hmm. uh, put Nicolas Cage into the movie, uh, where he is fighting and um, saving some teenagers from murderous um, Chuck E. Cheese like characters. So, yeah. Tune in next time then for Willie's Wonderland Two. So for the Equalizers, I'm Madison Jones. I'm Mike Noll. To be continued. If you want to run, if you want to jump, you gotta get your left and right ventricles to pump. Through the heart and center of it all. Surprise. Yep. You might just fall down to the ground, which will cause you pain. But that will never happen if you use your brain. Hook, brain, the brain, the center of the chain. That will never happen if you use your brain. Hook. 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 Hook.
ready, so you pass your science test. <laughs>